You're listening to Unite and Heal America on KBC 790. This is Matt Mattern, your host. You're with Unite and Heal America with Matt Mattern, and I am your guest host, Harry Berberian. And today we have a fantastic guest, John David Ware, producer of Final Frequency. And the reason why we're having him on the show today is because it's a show, it's a movie about Tesla somebody that actually was an innovator when it comes to green energy. Uh, John, welcome, welcome, uh, welcome to Unite and Heal America. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. Excellent. Excellent. So first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself, John, and, and about the movie Final Frequency about Tesla and, and the movie that you're producing. So tell us a little about yourself in the movie. Well, it's a movie that would be encapsulated by the sentence, what if Nikola Tesla had a secret notebook that fell into the wrong hands? Wow. That's the hook. And people know a little bit about Tesla and what he stood for. But, um, you know, as we were researching this movie, we found out a lot more than meets the eye. And uh, being fascinated by his research and by the use of his technology in the, you know, in today's world, even still. And it, it, it has permutations to your cell phone, television, uh, the light bulb, radio, all that. And we wanted to examine how that looks today. And also, what does the misuse of his technology look like as well? Interesting. Interesting. So um, what inspired you, first of all, um, to, to do the film? What, what about Tesla? You know, uh, you you must be somebody that uh, is really uh, an examiner of humanity and an examiner of of what's going on in our environment. What what drew you to Tesla initially? Well, um, once you start hearing when you hear the hook, the log line, you know, what if Tesla's secret notebook with the most deadly formulas fell into the wrong hands? You're like, wow, I know a little bit about Tesla. And then you look into it a little bit more. And he had somewhere between 300 and 700 patents. And, you know, all the patents for Marconi's invention of radio came from Tesla. 17 patents. Right. I, mean, he, I like that. Marconi's, Marconi's supposed invention. Nikola Tesla was the one that really, truly paved the way for the radio. Yeah. So uh, when, when Marconi announced that he had been, invented radio, Tesla said, well, that's fine. Let him think that. He's only using 17 of my patents, you know, so Nikola Tesla was a bit of a showman and uh, obviously competitive, but he was so far into his own mind and uh, just fascination with who the man was kind of led to, well, what what does that look like on today's uh, world stage? And what does it look like, you know, with some of the, the technologies of the day, what both what is possible today and what might be possible tomorrow? So I can tell you a little bit more about the plot if you'd like to hear. Sure, absolutely. Okay. So um, basically, there's a technology called HARP, and HARP is High Frequency Active Auroral Research Project. And that's a real thing. It is. HARP. Okay, yeah. got it. And all the governments, Big governments, China, Russia, U.S., they're all using these, you know, arrays. And basically, you can think of it as a giant microwave antenna 
of field of antennas, broadcasting energy directly up into the ionosphere, which is 80 miles up. And that is then able to be directed anywhere around the planet to precisely any destination. And, and you know, think of it as a laser focused kind of thing. And, and you can imagine what kind of permutations this could have, you know, and, and there's, there's questions of, you know, things like uh, the Cuba incident, they call it the Havana syndrome. This is uh, thought to be a sonic weapon, you know, that uh, it was um, in uh, 2017 in Cuba in Havana, some diplomats were um, disturbed greatly by you know, nausea, by fuzziness, brain fog, inability to think and, and just like general uh, un, un, unease. And they were unable to pr perform their duties because of what is supposed to be a sonic weapon attack. So we took that right there, combined with some of the HARP technology. And basically what happens is you have these elitist scientists who are eugenicists as well. And they're trying to find Tesla's lost notebook so that they can amp up their earthquake producing HARP array so that they can target that energy down on the G20 World Leaders Summit in LA on the fault line, collapse it on them and upset the balance of power. Wow. The, only, the only thing standing in their way is a ragtag bunch of misfits led by uh, a grad student, um, a, a kind of a campus security cop demoted from the police force for doing the right thing and a deaf PTSD veteran. And they have a couple of armies, which are LARPers to create a distraction and the actual veteran, we, we used homeless veteran. That was important to us to get them in there and use actual veterans. They're a real part, a vibrant part of our society. So these, these powers that be are using the HARP technology maliciously, correct? You mean currently? Today? Yeah, well, 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 no, in, the, in, in, this, in this particular, in this movie. But like, how are some of the ideas, like the environmental ideas that Tesla had you know, maybe let's also talk about that and how how maybe some of those ideas could be used in a beneficial way and maybe as it relates to HARP as well. OK, um, well, Tesla's life's work was really to harness renewable energy. And right. um, basically, he had the one of the very first, if not the first uh, hydroelectric power plant on Niagara Falls. And so he was extremely involved with that. And he wanted to take these renewable sources of, sources of energy and essentially eliminate fuel. Um, his thought was to transmit not only wirelessly, but also through the earth, using the earth as a medium for conducting energy and transmit this energy wirelessly to planes, trains and automobiles, thus eliminating the uh, fossil fuel. Uh, storage, production, and all that, uh, you know, wasteful energy that, that, that happens uh, when we do use fossil fuels. He wanted to make it a lot cleaner with this wireless conduction. And it wasn't just wireless. It was also, I mean, you, what you have is a Wardenclyffe looks like a big radiating transmitter, but apparently it's not just for wireless and radiating energy. It's also 
to drive the energy down through the earth and then be able to use the earth as a conduit or a medium in which you could transmit free wireless energy to the entire planet. Now, if you can do that, you can eliminate a lot of things that, that go along with fossil fuels, with storing of energy, because you're broadcasting it through the earth and it's a lot cleaner. It requires less energy to actually transmit because you're using the negative and positive charges of, you know, it's kind of like a battery sending this energy through the earth. And, and this was his dream, you know, to, to transmit free energy and free wireless energy. And this is kind of also what got him in trouble with his financier, JP Morgan, because, you know, let's face it, the profit motive is why business happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. And so, I mean, just like Tesla, you know, was a firm proponent, obviously an innovator of AC and, you know, the world and including Edison tried to uh, depopularize the idea. Um, he was, you know, ultimately uh, victorious. And, and uh, as, as similarly, uh, I believe that this same concept of using the Earth's energy would also be victorious. But we're going to expound more on this later here in our next segment. We got uh, in a couple minutes here, um, we're going to be coming up. But I really want to expound more on this concept of of like, you know, using using the Earth's energy and, the you know, the sun's energy to truly be like a green, a green economy. And um, because really, I mean, we're living to me, you know, in kind of like in the still in the dinosaur age being so, so dependent on fossil fuels, correct? You could say that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, again, uh, this is KBC's Unite and Heal America with Matt Matter. And I'm your guest host, Harry Barbarian. And we discuss things on the show that pertain mostly to the environment and how we can make a difference when it comes to the environment. We have a fascinating guest again, John David Ware, producer of Final Frequency. We'll be right back. As you may know, your host, Matt Mattern of Unite and Heal America, is also the founder of Mattern Law Group. Their team of experienced employment, consumer, and environmental attorneys are dedicated to leveling the playing field by giving everyone access to the highest quality legal representation. Contact 844-MLG-FOR-YOU. That's 844-MLG-FOR-YOU or 844-654-4968. 844-654-4968. All right, you're listening to KBC's Unite and Heal America with Matt Mattern, and I'm your guest host, Harry Barbarian. And again, today on the show, we have a fascinating guest, John David Ware, who's the producer of Final Frequency, a movie about Tesla and uh, how some of his ideas fell into malicious hands. But we're, we're also talking mostly about how some of uh, Tesla's ideas and green energy ideas truly still are being implemented today, but can be implemented on a much wider scale. Again, thank you for coming on the program, John. So tell us a little bit more about like, you know, let's expound more, uh, you know, because we're focused on the environment about Tesla's plan for like wireless free energy for the planet. What, 
what other things maybe in your in in your research for the movie did you discover about Tesla? Well, as I said, he had this um, dream to have this wireless free energy for the planet, and he also was a conservationist far before it was you know on in vogue, and uh, even desired. Um, People were just scrounging to make a living in, in those days. And uh, Tesla was looking at the light bulb. OK. And, um, you know, Edison is credited with that patent, I believe, although it's it should be shared with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And Tesla saw that the light bulb has two products. You know, it's not just light. It's mostly heat. In fact, you know, it's product is is more heat than than light in the incandescent bulb and so what did he invent he invented the fluorescent bulb which reduced the heat and thereby the energy consumption as well or the wasted energy by about 90 percent and you you can touch a fluorescent bulb you can handle it while it's yet yet another thing about tesla i never knew that he invented the fluorescent bulb go on yeah yeah he invented that as well as neon bulbs as well so you know both of those have far less energy consumption than the incandescent and so therefore you know those two inventions right there i mean think of 90 percent reduction in wasted energy and there's your green solution right there you know that's being used in every office today in fact there's many places you can't even buy an incandescent bulb nor would you want to necessarily. But, you know, the fluorescence, that cuts energy consumption probably by 40, 50 percent. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's something that's often overlooked. But the thing that really fascinates me is this idea of tapping in to the Earth's, Earth's energy. And, you know, did, was there anything else you maybe uncovered about that whole you know, research and, you know, uh, about Tesla's um, involvement in that? Well, in our uh, classroom scene, we discussed that. And uh, in, in the classroom scene, you have the students are being lectured by the professor. And that's played by brilliantly, I might add, by Charles Shaughnessy, who was a, a star of The Nanny with Fran Drescher. Oh, wow. And uh, so he has all the kids grab a light bulb at one point and then he turns on the tesla coil and he's able to light up all their light bulbs in the scene showing the fact that tesla's radiating energy was able to produce wirelessly the energy needed to light up these light bulbs and so to tesla one thing that really was fascinating is that all of life and everything has frequency we have a what's called a resonant frequency. And when you reach the resonant frequency of, say, a building or the Veranzo Narrows Bridge, for instance, you destroy these things. So, you know, you can misuse this frequency technology to destroy things. And that's, you know, part of what the, the spectrum is for this harp technology. It's all, you know, energy along a spectrum there's visible light there's infrared and there's you know all kinds of energy that are all on the spectrum so you have this um 
this this thing that has a resonant frequency and then you can tap into that frequency and either destroy it or you know make it jump make it do different things and so that was fascinating and you know the the idea of having the uh earth used as the medium to distribute free electric electricity and it wasn't just electricity tesla's dream was not just free energy it was also wireless communication for everyone so to him a medium was going to contain all these frequencies not just the energy but also wireless communication and he in fact envisioned a communicating device that was about the size of a wallet. Think cell phones, okay? So he had in mind what we have today in our wireless phone communications system. And, you know, that is, it it has profound implications on our world, of course. And, you know, the implications on the green energy system or the green uh, process, the greenification of the world, have to do with the towers and you know what what you use, what you used to have to put up as you know infrastructure for like a wired system is now wireless. So right. you can eliminate a lot of you know tinkering with the Earth's physical makeup, like sinking sinking poles, putting in wires junking up the landscape and so so the wireless technology was something that i think he he saw not just frequency for energy but also for wireless communication much like what we're seeing today right so i mean there's there's a huge untapped both energy resource in the earth and 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 the means to to do, and and the means for powering wireless communication as well. So I mean, um, again, you know, it'd be interesting to find out how one, you know, how we could go about tapping, you know, Tesla using utilizing Tesla's idea to go about tapping this this unused energy of the Earth to to make this a greener. Uh, Planted, you, you maybe because you have a good imagination. Well, I mean, you know, beyond the capital capitalism, uh, you know, trying to stop it from you know, obviously getting a free resource. But what are I mean? I wonder what some are what some ideas we could use as as people as you know, you know, struggling with a, you know an environment truly at risk and using some of this untapped energy in the earth. What do you what 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 ideas? What do you, you know? If Tesla was around today, I'm wondering what he you know what he would propose, you know, maybe can you think of any ideas? Well, yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, as far as, you know, the elimination of fuels, as I mentioned before, um, it would be, you know, instead of you go to the fuel, the fuel comes to you through this wireless technology and, you know, through, you know, the light bulbs that I mentioned in the film and, you know, other things that Tesla would do, such as, you know, he, he held a light bulb and it was a fluorescent bulb. He would light it up with no wires attached to it at all. And, and how and the he, heck was he able to do that again? Well, it's it's just by radiating energy. And the Tesla coil is a perfect example of that. It, you know, shoots out plasma with low voltage. So it doesn't fry your <laughs> it doesn't fry you when you touch it. But, you know, it 
has the power to connect to things wirelessly and and that includes the light bulbs and so if you can get the energy to reach the fluorescent bulb or even an incandescent bulb you can get it to light up and that wireless technology is ubiquitous in our world you know you see it wireless routers wireless internet wireless phones and soon i think we will see tech tesla's ideas realized in that we'll have wireless energy more and more i mean you, you today you can get a little plate and put your cell phone on it it'll charge your phone it's not very efficient but you know it it could be with with some modifications and tesla was all about that so you're 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 saying that we're we're going to innovate some of tesla's ideas and actually somehow we're going to be able to to wirelessly transmit the energy from the earth to power to power our to our, our machinery rather than relying on fossil fuels. Absolutely. And I and I think that that time is absolutely here now and you're going to see like with the 5G technology. That's all about wireless energy, you know, not just I mean but the medium, you know, again, I, I can't stress enough the frequency because it's energy is frequency and communication is also frequency. So the 5G can carry energy and it does. It carries high energy, high voltage, not voltage, but high energy. And it can power stuff as well as power, uh, carry communication waves. Right. So, so, I mean, I imagine between the sun and the earth we have more than enough resource to power the machinery of life and we don't need to rely on fossil fuels and it's not being implemented correctly in our society maybe you know we you know it would be interesting you know uh you know to brainstorm ideas some brainstorm some ideas to to implement some of these you know some you know because i have an innate feeling that Nikola Tesla is right because he is right about a lot of things. And, you know, it's something that, you know, really, truly the solutions to our environment may very well lay under our feet. So, um, which is truly ironic. Um, maybe do you think of a, like a brainstorm idea? Like, you know, I mean, you know, in terms of what we could do, like in a realistic way, you know, I mean, uh, you know, Elon Musk, you know, harnessing, you know, Tesla automobiles, that's all well and all well and good. But, you know, there's battery storage implications and all that stuff. Maybe you could talk about that a little bit. Well, um, Tesla was involved in, you know, developing a rechargeable battery. But um, I think he towards the end of his life, he was distracted by, you know, weapons technology. Um, he was very concerned in that those weapons would be used for defensive purposes versus offensive. And, you know, that is in itself huge conservation implications there because, you know, the destruction of the planet versus the protection of the planet. Right. God. By the way, we're going to continue this conversation again. This is KBC's Unite and Heal America with Matt Mattern. I'm your guest host, Harry Barbarian. More, uh, more on this with John David Ware uh, next. 
Again, this is KBC's Unite and Heal America with Matt Matter, and I'm your guest host, Harry Barbarian. And again, we have John David Ware, producer of Final Frequency, the movie, a movie about Tesla. And we're going to continue this conversation about Tesla and, you know, his, you know, getting distracted towards the end, you know, when it came, came to, 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 to weapons, both the offensive and defensive nature of them. Tell us a little bit more about that, John. Yeah. Um, you know, Tesla's was being pushed and pulled every which way by, you know, the, the whims of his incredibly fertile mind, of course. But as he saw the, uh, the drums of war beating louder and louder with Hitler coming to power, you know, what was on his mind, defensive weapons and how to combat the offense that was going on in the world. So he died in 1943 at the New Yorker hotel. And uh, I recently went there to shoot a documentary and I went to the places he went and um, to kind of deal with some of these, um, pressures of weight of the world. I mean, if you're doing stuff that's, you know, bordering on world destruction, which he was dealing with those elements, much as Einstein was, then you're going to have a lot of weight of the world on you. Plus dealing with JP Morgan and and in Sears and, you know, uh, fighting with Edison and Westinghouse and JP Morgan, all those things, he would go and retreat to Bryant Park where we shot some footage and, and he would uh, commune with the pigeons. He, he even claimed to have fallen in love with a pigeon, like physical love with a pigeon. And it was uh, there that he would go to think about what he was doing. And he, he had begun to focus uh, very hyper focus on weapons technology. And so um, there's a um, memo from the FBI that was dated uh, September 22, 1940. And it was sent to J. Edgar Hoover. And it was concerning an article printed in the New York Times. And it was based on Tesla's invention, which was called Teleforce. Tesla claimed that this could uh, melt the bombs on planes from 250 miles away. And it would have the uh, diameter of 250 millionth centimeters of it was a tiny beam is what it was. And so this could be directed and the media dubbed this as the death ray. Okay. And so Tesla was focused on this as the media was kind of demonizing it. And, you know, Tesla said that, Hey, I'll produce this immediately. The price tag was $2 million, which was a huge sum at the time, you know, in 1940s. And um, he said, but the unit, the government could not interfere. He would suffer no interference from experts. So uh, it was shortly after that, that he died. And um, it was fascinating because, you know, one U.S. president, a recent one, was associated with when Tesla died, there was you know, there was a uh, commission that was set up. The government swooped in and they grabbed all of his effects to make sure that there were no weapons of war or things that could be very dangerous if they fell into enemy hands. And the uncle of a U.S. president was the one they tapped, who was an engineer and a scientist, to 
essentially go through Tesla's effects and pronounce them as dangerous or nothing to see here. And of course, nothing to see here was the verdict. But can you tell me which U.S. president that guy was? I mean, relation to which U.S. president? Which one? I don't know. Was it uh, Eisenhower? Was it Clinton? Was it Obama? Was it Trump? Was it Hoover? Was it Kennedy? Hmm. I'm going to guess Clinton, but I don't know. The guy's name was John G. Trump. Interesting. The uncle to our former President Trump. Interesting. He actually went through, you know, all these trunks of of Tesla's effects with a fine-tuned comb, fine-tooth comb, and you know, eventually pronounced it interesting but not significant. And and the 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 notebook that we're talking about in the movie, people say, is there a notebook? And I'm like, yes, there is. There is a secret notebook, but there's probably hundreds of secret notebooks. So at the time Tesla died, he claimed to have 80 trunks of research papers, inventions, all this stuff stored in the New Yorker hotel. Well, when they returned the stuff after pronouncing it inert, so to speak, there were only 60 trunks, you know, and in the actual FBI memo where they detailed, you know, opening the safe that Tesla had in his room, the New Yorker, they talk about one of the guys removed a book and, and it was given to Sava Kasanovich, who was Tesla's nephew, is also the former uh, in the government of Yugoslavia. And he took a book out and it was birthday salutations or greetings, you know, for Tesla's 75th birthday, but it was in the safe. So we're like, okay, well, what was really in that book? Was that hmm. a cover for something? So there, there, there is this, this book that is represented by not only that, but, you know, probably hundreds, literally hundreds of other journals that Tesla would have recorded his thoughts and experiments in. Fascinating. Fascinating. Um, again, uh, now we were talking earlier, also we touched upon um, in the break, we were talking about um, some of the Nikola Tesla's ideas about harnessing cosmic energy. Can you expound on that? Yeah. Um, cosmic energy is, is different than, than solar energy. And uh, Tesla had um, a real desire to harness these cosmic rays and use them to operate devices. Um, he actually said about cosmic rays is that their attractiveness and the features of cosmic rays is their constancy. They, they showered down on us throughout the whole 24 hours. And this is a quote from Tesla. And he said, and if a planet is developed to use their power, it will not require devices for storing energy as would be necessary with devices using wind, tide, or sunlight. So in other words, you've got this cosmic energy raining down all day long. And instead of collecting it and storing it, like with a solar panel, you're collecting and transmitting. So you're taking this energy that's all the time coming and sending it to where it needs to go. And so if, if this is possible, you know, which uh, 
I'm still researching that, but if it's possible, then you wouldn't eliminate the need for a bunch of battery storage and plants to store the energy and then use it at the proper time. And then you, you could have, you know, far less, uh, heavy metal batteries made out of lithium, cadmium, things like that. And that is, you know, those batteries are a huge drain on, you know, the cleanliness of the planet. And so I think that, you know, essentially uh, using the medium of the earth, which was part of his distribution system, was it was not just the earth, but also the wireless technology through the air, then I think his idea was absolutely to reduce dependency on some of these fossil fuels and other ways that we're used to of powering our devices. Wow. So between the solar energy, the earth's energy and cosmic energy, potentially we could be, we're not utilizing, you know, enough uh, of these energy sources and we could be doing so wirelessly, quote unquote, um, to power. Um, let's say our, our, our vehicles and, and not to have, you know, stored batteries, you know, Matt Mattern, the, the host of the show, he drives the hydrogen car and he, cause he's not a, a real fan of the, you know, battery storage and cause it's not good for our environment, ironically. So, I mean, the thing is, is that, so you're thinking that it's possible, well, who knows, but you know, we have to test it to use this cosmic energy to power, let's say vehicles and not have to use stored batteries. Yeah. And, and the idea was, as I said, uh, Tesla thought that it was possible to eliminate fuel, you know, so you don't go to the fuel, the fuel comes to your car, to your plane, to the train, you know, on a wireless energy delivered distribution system, or it comes through the earth and comes up through your, your diodes or whatever, you know, your, your terminals powers you that way. And it's kind of like, you know, you, you've seen those trams and they have the little uh, energy bar up top and that's what powers them. But again, it needs it needs a track to run. Now, Tesla was talking about a wireless way of delivering it. And, you know, it, it kind of was coinciding with, you know, delivering through the Earth's crust, through the Earth, as well as, you know, wireless where you need it. Maybe wireless was the last mile, you know? So, I mean, I, I would say the key question here is to truly how, how do we, how do we implement the next, you know, stage of, you know, Nikola Tesla's ideas and, you know, inventions and research to be able to now implement and, and test out and research and develop these, you know, the use of the earth's energy, cosmic energy, we've already utilized, you know, solar energy, but the earth and the cosmic energy and have it wirelessly trans transmitted to our, to our, you know, to our, to our machines out there. I mean, that's the next chapter. The question is, how do we implement it? Again, you're listening to KABC's Unite and Heal America with Matt Matter. And I'm your guest host, Harry Barbarian, and we write back. KBC 
ABC's Unite and Heal America with Matt Matter, and I'm your guest host, Gary Barbarian. And again, we have John David Ware, producer of the movie Final Frequency, all about Tesla. And again, it's very fascinating. We were just talking again uh, about, you know, how maybe we can, uh, you know, use, uh, utilize some of, you know, like, you know, uh, chipping out the next chapter for, for Tesla Tesla's ideas to be implemented to, to use the Earth's energy and the cosmic energy to to in order to be more environmentally friendly. Maybe maybe, you know, you're you're a producer and you, you, you know, this movie, it's a fictional account. But at the same time, there's some reality to it. Maybe tell me a little bit more about like in the creating of this movie, maybe how how you can see how some of Tesla's visions can be you know brought to fruition. Well, when we were creating the movie, uh, we started with a pitch from uh, Tim Lowry. You know, he's the one that pitched us the, the idea with uh, Tesla's uh, lost notebook fell into the wrong hands. And that was fascinating. And, you know, we were looking at, at different ways that Tesla's energy and his, his patents, his life's work have been used. And uh, part of it, part of what we looked at was the Havana syndrome and the sonic energy weapons attack that happened in Havana and, and has happened, you know, in, in the last few years with increasing frequency in Washington, DC, Austria, it's, it's been happening a lot. And uh, that is part of what we took, you know, as, as our impetus for creating these som- sonic weapons in the film. And so the sonic weapons are used by the bad guys to try to defeat the good guys and, and find that notebook. And uh, the reason they're unable to affect this one guy is he's deaf. And so sonic weapons don't affect him. So we thought that was, that was a cool thing. The harp technology and, you know, using harp to create an earthquake, you know, these things are, are, are out there. Yeah. But there's evidence that, you know, we are affecting weather and storms with harp. You can go on the internet and find, you know, I've seen a blast that comes from uh, an area where, let's just say there's a harp array. It comes and it blasts this eye of a storm and the storm takes a 90 degree turn and has landfall. And I'm like, whoa, that's scary looking stuff. So, um, there's many, many things that we researched and looked at and, and we wanted to, you know, set up the basic question that, you know, are people equal or do some have more worth based on their intellect, their money, their abilities and all that. And so we set up the central theme and question of the, the film as eugenicist scientists with bad ideas against, you know, the everyday man and woman. And, and uh, that's the clash of ideas that you always have in a film. And that's, that's what we did. So, you know, what we, what we had to do is, is find a cast that was worthy of, of what we were doing. Kirby Bliss Blanton is our star and uh, Lou Ferrigno Jr. plays Frank and he's the uh, campus cop that uh, kind of falls for the girl and starts to, uh, you know, go and rescue the professor who's played by Charles Shaughnessy from the nanny. And then we have Luke Golden and uh, Richard Berge 
And those are the main main characters, and uh, it just worked out really nice. We shot it uh, in about fifteen days, and uh, currently it's being distributed, and it's it's available on Salem Now, which is uh, watch.salemnow.com. And there's my phone going off again. <laughs> um, Old school phone ring. Yeah, it's it's actually a rotary. <laughs> It's oh, a wow. museum piece. Tesla, Tesla would love it. Sure. Um, but uh, we have um, a great cast and uh, really exciting pacing on the thing. And uh, we're just very excited to get it out on Amazon. That'll be in about uh, 10 days. It'll be available on Amazon. It'll be on Voodoo, Google, and uh, Apple TV. So that's coming soon. And uh, we also have a Tesla conference coming very soon, which is actually Sunday. Oh, Tesla conference. Tell us about the Tesla conference. The Tesla conference is uh, our website is finalfrequencyfilm.com. And that has all the information about the film as well as the Tesla conference. Um, the conference is going to be at 1230 Pacific daylight time to 330. And of course, that's 330 to 630 Eastern time. And we're going to have a uh, four experts that are going to talk about Tesla uh, for three hours. And we're going to show a little mini documentary that I shot at the hotel New Yorker, which was Tesla's home for 10 years, last 10 years of his life. He actually died there in room 3327 and 28. And we shot a, a documentary there just uh, basically walking through, you know, the hotel, there's still a lot of infrastructure from Tesla's day because it would take a fortune to get rid of it and, and get, you know, take it out. Plus, I mean, it's fascinating. You've got this uh, control grid for the DC power system that used to power the hotel. They were not on the grid back in the day. Um, it opened in 1930, you know, right at about the height of the Depression. So it was, it was difficult for them, but they did survive. And um, so anyway, the conference is going to have uh, Mark Seifer. It'll have uh, uh, Mark is an author, uh, expert on Tesla. It'll have uh, Joe Kinney, who was the building manager, chief engineer at the New Yorker Hotel for 10 years. It'll have uh, the, the past president of the Tesla Science Foundation. And it'll have Gary Peterson, who's also an author. And we're going to talk about uh, that, the Tesla's life and, you know, who was he and why did he end up penniless, broke in New York? Um, what were his uh, ideas on renewable energy? We're going to talk about many different things. And, and then we're going to show clips from the film, like a extended sneak peek of final frequency, as well as we'll show the documentary. And we'll award uh, some of the prizes. We got some exciting prizes yeah. for the uh, the contest. We've got a Tesla challenge, which you can also find at finalfrequencyfilm.com. It's 33 questions because Tesla was on the 33rd floor. Mm -hmm. It was with the numbers three, six, and nine. Right. And you, answer, you answer uh, the questions. And if you score high enough, then you're eligible to win two nights stay in Tesla's actual room at the New Yorker. And we also have developed, uh, we have produced a duplicate, a, a replica of 
Tesla's secret notebook that as seen in the film Final Frequency. It's a leather bound piece that's really, really nice for collectors. And it has printed in the pages Tesla's actual handwriting describing his own experiments on an application to an engineer's society. And it also has a happy message, which didn't get a lot with Tesla. Let's face it, he was a very serious guy. But it says, Happy Voyage, Richard, written on a playbill for a, a, a play called The Comic History of England and uh, signed Nikola Tesla. Wow. How in the heck did you get that? Well, actually, the uh, the samples of his writing came from uh, the building manager of the New Yorker for 10 years, Joe Kinney. And uh, so we're very grateful to him, along with all of our panelists. It's going to be a free panel. People can just go and register and uh, tune in. It's going to be fascinating on Sunday, this Sunday. Well, that, that's fascinating. <laughs> Uh, and, and again, how, how can people a- access it? Again, remind us. Finalfrequencyfilm.com. Finalfrequencyfilm.com. And what is, the, again, what is the frequency of final frequency referred to, the frequency? Again, remind our listeners. Well, uh, as in the, the uh, classroom scene and final frequency, all is frequency according to Tesla. And, you know, you, you have a frequency. If I were to find your resonant frequency and duplicate that, pump that amount of energy into you, you would explode theoretically. And they've, they've done these experiments where you find the resonant frequency of a building or in the film, you see a bridge and the wind gets this bridge to sway and sway and sway. And finally, the, 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 the vibration, I mean, it's, it's mechanical vibration or it's, you know, it's a, a beam of vibration, whatever it is, you get something to vibrate at the resonance frequency. It blows up. You, do you see yourself, John, possibly, you know, after the success of this film, uh, like maybe even doing like, you know, maybe a story about, uh, you know, exploring themes of, of Tesla, maybe more so about how some of his, his visions could be could be used for, for, to make a difference. I mean, which is such a hot topic for the environment. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this film is science fiction, so it's, it's main purpose is to entertain. I would like to see a film that really gets into the true story of Tesla because it's incredible and fantastic in itself. He was a, a, a gambling addict. He had mental breakdowns. He, he went crazy at, at certain points in his life. And, you know, he, he seemed to operate in a kind of a, a trance-like state, mainly focusing on his experiments and, and what he was doing. But I'd like to see more true story of what, who he was and, you know, the implications for a green planet as well. This has been a fascinating topic. We're out of time now, but we've had, uh, John David Ware, producer of Final Frequency. Give us the name of the website. Finalfrequencyfilm.com. Terrific. This has been Unite and Heal America on KBC with Matt Mattern. And we'll see you next week, Saturday, 1 p.m. Pacific on KBC 790 AM. Thank you so much.